Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, WWE has done it again with their ridiculous marketing. When I was watching SmackDown earlier, from nowhere where the intro video was playing, I actually went together and joined in with John Cena when he says that silly line, then I face palm. I don't even mean to do it. I am like a fish on a hook. And also, hello, my name is Sarah for What Culture. Thank you for joining me as always. And something amazing has happened. WWE had another show known as Smackdown, so I thought, well, why don't I take the temporary fist of power and give the good bits an up and the bad bits are down. Ow, my hand kind of hurts today, which makes sense. It is broken. Point is, let's up those doubts. we start with me being a massive egomaniac somebody in the Smackdown crowd had a sign that said Simon give this an up so I am giving it an up it really is that simple because no matter how many times people do this it makes me feel so warm and fuzzy in my tum tum but also allows me to have the platform to just say thank you I appreciate you you make me a very happy man so I'm giving you a thumbs up I then decided to watch Smackdown properly and do you know why the brand split has never worked because WWE has never actually dedicated themselves to a brand split. I mean, ever since 2002, which is 20 years ago, Raw guys go to SmackDown and SmackDown guys go to Raw. Then we get to November Survivor Series and it's like, oh my God, we're gonna do red versus blue. Nobody actually cares. This carried on on SmackDown because RK Bro came out to start the show. And look, I am totally cool with this. I would rather we did mix the roster, but it just makes the commentators sound so silly. Because Michael Cole and Pat McAfee were like, oh, is it really, how did they get here? And it's like, do you not watch the same thing as me? I mean, they've been all over it for weeks. And who they were over like Rover, whatever that means, especially Randy Orton. And I think this is so nice to see because it's basically the fans going, Randy, we have watched you for a couple of decades and now we really respect your work so what we're going to do is we're going to activate our voice boxes and just give you a bunch of love oddly too they got into the ring they dumped their raw tag team championships on the floor and they went hey usos you can have them and then they just left 
And if you believe that, you'll believe anything. In actuality, Riddle started going on about Worcestershire sauce because they was in Worcester. Randy was like, I don't want to talk about this right now. Because what he wanted to do was tell the Usos to get their asses out here right now in order for them to accept their challenge. Jimmy and Jay did obey this. This is when Orton was all like, I've known your family throughout the years. And I think all of them were awesome apart from you, which was a little bit like a schoolyard insult. But the whole point is, is that the Usos want to do this match. RK Bro wants to do this match. So at WWE Backlash WrestleMania 1279, we are gonna unify the tag team tiles. When RK Bro was celebrating afterwards, the Usos also dropped Riddle, which I presume will tie into the eventual RK Bro split. But I tell you, why I do think we should do that at some point, and Riddle should turn on Randy Orton, the timeline has changed. I wouldn't do this for ages because Randy Orton and Riddle, well, they're just so damn good together. For some reason, we then saw Naomi and Sasha Banks basically laughing at the idea of unifying the tag titles. And I was like, uh, isn't that exactly what the women's ones are? Well, of course, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan showed up. And I tell you, I actually have no idea what show they're officially on. They just insulted each other. And I suppose we will finally do this tag team title match on Raw. Rhea Ripley will go heel. It's for the best. I then to get a little bit confused because RK Bro were talking to Adam Pearce saying, make this match, make this match. And even though Adam makes every other single match, he was like, nah. But what he did do was give us our main event, which is going to be Riddle versus Jimmy Uso. And then around about 10 minutes afterwards, Michael Cole just went, oh yeah, we are going to do that match. I don't get why we do it. We then continue to have this merry-go-round when it comes to the women's tag team titles, because let's recap. Because Naomi and Sasha beat Morgan and Rhea on Raw, and then on SmackDown, Liv Morgan beat Sasha Banks. So on Raw, Naomi beat Liv Morgan, which meant on this evening, for some reason, Ripley had to beat Naomi. So she did. And I get that COVID got in the way here, so they had to do what they could, but don't come up here into my house and say, Simon, WWE doesn't love 50-50 booking. Honestly, they love it more than I love eating pizza. Still, I did think that Rhea and Naomi had a good match, especially because we got a proper finish. Although there isn't much here to report. I mean, they went back and forth. Rhea Ripley did some moves, Naomi did some moves, actually Ripley did this Northern Light suplex, and I was like, damn it, that needs to come back more. We don't see it enough. When she eventually hit the Riptide, and she got the one, two, three. So it was more than solid. It kind of felt like placeholder, but that's okay. Up. Gala Braxton was then trying to interview the Usos, but they completely ignored her and went to Roman Reigns' dressing room, probably because he'd summoned them and they didn't want to have their heads chopped off. Whereas Mega Morant was having much more success with her interviewee, because it was Happy Corbin, who now is a little bit sad again. Because he called Mad Cat Moss his lackey, who he will eventually destroy at the pay-per-view. And all of this is nice and simple, because what we should do is we should have Mad Cat win, and then coming out the other side of the premium live event, we can give him a big push. So this is just nice and simple, easy peasy, but sometimes that's all you need to do. Smackdown then went crazy as it always does, as Michael Cole told us, oh, we've got somebody trying out for the announce team. It was Drew Gulak. Ah. We then did cut to the back and there was Drew with a microphone sticking it into Mad Cat Moss's face and he interviewed him. Mad Cat just said, oh, I hate Happy Corbin. I'm going to beat him. I'm going to be the greatest person ever. And then because he is fighting Umberto, he did a kiss cam where it focused on his ass. And I'm not making that up. But mostly I could not believe 
that Drew Gulak was being an interviewer, and it does not end there. All of this did tie into the fact that we were doing Mad Cat Moss versus Humberto, and because Angel was on the outside, I was like, oh no, they're gonna do distraction finish. But actually, even though he did create quite the bother, Mad Cap just hit the punchline and he got the one, two, three, and I wiped some sweat off my brow. Mad Cap also kisses Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal trophy afterwards, so once again, we're just keeping this as uncomplicated as possible, so I am gonna give it an up. Although I was a bit worried afterwards, because Angel got in the ring and he started screaming at Humberto, you moron, you absolute flubble stick. How could you not beat that joke? And I was like, we're not actually gonna break them up already, are we? Why is WWE obsessed of putting teams together, giving it seven days and then going, oh, no, it's time to end the thing. I mean, how am I meant to care? You don't even give me enough time to. Let's just hope I'm wrong. Charlotte then found Anna Pierce and was all like, wait a minute, how come last week Ronda Rousey wasn't getting the shot at WWE WrestleMania Backlash and then on Saturday she all of a sudden was? And this was a great question because I was asking the same thing. I don't understand why WWE does it. And this is when Drew Gulak walked in with the most ill-timed question ever. Because he wanted Anna Pierce to scruffle his head and go, oh man, you are doing a good job. And this obviously pissed off Charlotte Flair, who said, hey, if you want to be a good interviewer, why don't you meet me in the ring? That's like... There's no way they're gonna have Charlotte Flair beat up Drew Gulak, but I should have known. Pat McAfee was also melting down about this for some reason because he was so happy Drew Gulak was on the team and he did start to ask Charlotte Flair about the WrestleMania match against Ronda Rousey and the fact that they're gonna have an I Quit match at Backlash. As ever, Charlotte was super confident, so do you know what Drew did? He said, well, I watched that WrestleMania match and it actually looked like you tapped out. Now, Flair had a good line here. She's like, no, I was just trying to readjust my bra. But Drew Gulak kept saying things. I was like, they're gonna do it. They are definitely gonna do it. So after Charlotte got pissed off with him and said, you're a quitter because you gave up wrestling to become an announcer, she told him to leave the ring. And as soon as he turned around, not only did he give her a chop block, other way around, she gave him a chop block. She put him in the figure eight and then demanded he said, I quit. And I suppose because he was in a lot of pain and he'd rather not be in a lot of pain, he said, I quit. This was absolutely wild, but here's the thing. We haven't seen Drew Gulak in around about 742 years. So I'd rather he was doing something than nothing. And if he does become the announcer that gets his ass kicked as and when is needed, I suppose that's fine. I mean, I think it would have worked better if we had built up to this. I mean, it took less than an hour to say that he's joined the announce team and then he did get beaten up. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I thought it made Charlotte Flair more of a bad guy. That must have been the point. So I'm going to give it up. Ludwig Kaiser was then praising Walter slash Gunther. And I still can't work out if they're individuals or single stars or if they're going to be forming as a tag team. Although it does sound like they're hunting down the Intercontinental Championship. When we did Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn, round two. Now, it seems quite clear to me they're going to end up fighting at the pay-per-view. But here, we did a carbon copy of what we did seven days ago. And while I enjoyed that one, you can't just do the same thing. I mean, it was so similar. I was like, have I accidentally pushed play on the wrong episode? And I checked like an absolute moron to get it down. Yeah, seriously. Sami Zayn was scared of Drew McIntyre, so he ran away for a while. There was some nonsense with Pat McAfee, which was quite fun. And when Drew went to do the Claymore, Sami got out the ring. He jumped over Barry Barricade. He ran away. McIntyre chased off. After him, Sami Zayn got counted out, and that was that. And look, it was fine, but it went about two minutes, and we progressed nothing. And then after the fact, Adam Pearce found Sami Zayn. He was like, oh, next week, you're going to fight Drew McIntyre in a lumberjack match. I was like, shouldn't it be like a fool's count anywhere? But what will probably happen is more shenanigans next week. And then at WrestleMania Backlash, we do that snip instead. So this is fine as a filler feud, but you probably could have taken this out of this week's episode. But then in a quick promo by Ricochet, who was all like, man, I'm not perfect, but I am flawless. And I was like, Rick, I have no idea what you're talking about. But it was to set up the fact that we were going to do the Intercontinental Champion taking on Jinder Mahal. I was having kittens during this because, like, man, Jinder's going to win and it's just not the time. But he didn't. It was kind of fun. It was mostly short. Up. I mean, all that basically happened is that Jinder Mahal beat up Ricochet for a little bit and then Shanky was interfering. So Ricochet went on the top rope. He took them both out with a dive. Jinder then got back in the ring. Ricochet hit a shooting star press. One, two, three. And if you're a little bit like Simon, you ran through that. Well, this is what WWE did with the match. So I don't see why I can't replicate it. What I am going to do is very slowly and carefully put my hands together and hope that eventually WWE gives Ricochet a feud that he can actually sink his teeth into because then the Intercontinental Championship will actually start to mean something again. Honestly, we need that yesterday. Incredibly, I then think we may have teased the breakup or at least some problems between Sheamus, Rich Holland and Butch. They've been together, what, like eight seconds? As again, why is WWE obsessed with this? But Sheamus was here with his guy saying, man, there's no problems, even though Butch slapped the shit out of him last week. When Butch walked up to him and just went, no, daddy. Because apparently he can't speak proper sentences. He then stormed off and Rich Holland was trying to get Seamus' attention, but he didn't talk to him. Like if you want to get someone's attention, you go, uh, Seamus. But Rich was just nudging him. And eventually Seamus was like, what's going on? And Rich was all, we've lost Butch. Like, no, you haven't. He just walked off over there. I saw him. Anyway, what had happened is that Butch had gone off to find Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. They were signing merchandise. Butch started to beat them up when Seamus and Rich Holland was here, kind of trying to calm things down, but also winding everything up. I have no idea what this was, 
but I found it very entertaining because it was absolutely nuts. Lacey Evans video package round two was next and I think this is a very good idea because it is just more horrifying tales about her upbringing and when you hear her talk about it and how emotional she is, you get all the sympathy in the world, which is what you need to create a good baby face and what does WWE need right now? Good baby faces. It all ties into the fact that she has been through so much that now she's going to be a warrior, she's going to be a good mother and she's going to be a good WWE. WWE superstar and I just hope there are no swerves here because I am totally bought in up. It also turned out that Natalia and Shayna Baszler were watching this and honestly sometimes Natalia cracks me up because her reaction to it was yeah big deal we've all had hard lives and the whole time Shayna Baszler was looking at this top like man like she'd never seen clothes before. I don't know what this was but I loved it. I then got the fear again because Raquel Rodriguez was just sat in a chair in the middle of the locker room where nobody on this planet would sit and she got up and she extended her hand to Natalia and they did shake but then these two walked off and Raquel just smiled honestly she is a former NXT champion and pretty good surely we can come up with better ideas than this our main event was next though so it was Riddle taking on Jimmy Uso this was great up Riddle went for an RKO instantly so he is learning and this led to both guys chasing each other around the ring but when Riddle slid back in Jimmy Uso was waiting and he started to beat him up there was then flurries by Riddle but Uso kept cutting this off including dropping him on the apron and I went on the internet and I did my research and you'll be surprised to hear that's the hardest part of the ring. He also threw Riddle into Barry Barricade. At that point, I actually went, my word, Riddle is taking a beating. But this is when I realized he is getting his ass kicked because he's probably going to win. Yep. He was able to go for the floating bro, but Jimmy was able to get his knees up where he hit this great Samoan drop for a near fall. And this is when Randy Orton and Jay Uso, who were on the outside, were like, oh, wait, we don't like each other. And they started to get into it. Jimmy then booted Randy in the face, which was a terrible idea because it made Orton so mad. He grabbed Jay and dropped him through Alan the announce table. But the absolute best bit was back in the ring. Jimbo went for another Samoan drop, but Riddle somehow turned it into the RKO. I got up and cheered because I love wrestling. And he pinned him for the one, two, three. And Randy Orton is just on another level right now because he was so excited. He was in the ring before the referee had even started counting the three count but this made it even better because you're just like man Riddle and RKO or Randy or whatever you want to call them they are in love and I love them too so this one is just a bravo all around and right now these guys are not only propping up Raw but they're propping up Smackdown but it's working they're so popular and they get better every single week I think I already gave it an up but I'm going to give it another up but when it comes to the counters it's just one up point is they smashed it which brought us to the end of Smackdown and I tell Oh yeah, it was just such a fun show. When they actually keep to their storylines and they keep focused, WWE does know what it's doing. I'm giving it up. Now, please do like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Head over to whatculture.com where you can read articles like this. Make sure you follow us on social media. And we've got loads of other videos. Ups and Downs for Rampage will be out later, so make sure you watch that. And of course, tomorrow, Battle of the Belts will have happened tonight. So we'll up those downs for that. I got that confused. The point is, just watch it. My name is Simon for Art Culture. Thank you for watching me as always. You have a lovely weekend. I'll see you soon. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.